Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today, the part of Bill Handel will be played by not Bill Handel. I mean, his Handel show. So see the difference. And now, here's not Bill Handel. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Good morning. This is the Bill Handel Show. Bill on vacation, river cruise in Europe. Wayne Resnick here with you. Some of the top stories we're watching for you. President Biden did sign the Respect for Marriage Act yesterday. There was uh, no real speculation about whether he would sign it and no real speculation about what he would say. All the speculation was about who the teased Musical performers would be, and of course, now we know, Sam Smith performed as predicted by our own Alex Razzo here on the Bill Handel Show. And the headliner, nobody got this one right, Cindy Lauper, everybody, singing Yay! True Colors. Also, Elon Musk, oy vey with this guy. Number one, remember... um, I think it was last week, but it might have been earlier this week. I'm not going to lie to you. I forget the day that he was briefly eclipsed as the world's richest man by the Louis Vuitton guy who briefly eclipsed him. But then Elon Musk regained the title within a couple of hours. Well, Louis Vuitton guy has once again eclipsed Elon Musk. And it looks like it might last a long time because Elon Musk has just lost a bunch of money. Um through his holdings in Tesla. So he's now the second richest man in the world. And also, according to Market Watch, he's not paying rent on the Twitter offices anymore. He also reportedly is telling staff not to pay their vendors and is considering not giving any severance payments to thousands of people who have been laid off since he took over the company. That, if any of that's true, that looks like a big crisis. And speaking of crisis, let's talk a little bit about what happened in the chamber at the L.A. City Council yesterday where they met to vote on Karen Bass's homelessness emergency declaration, which did end up passing unanimously, but not before a lot of hoopla, a lot of very embarrassing hoopla. Boy, do we deserve better people leading this city. And the biggest hoopla of all was that everybody was there. The meeting is trying to happen. Protesters are already there doing their usual disruptions. And then in walks Kevin DeLeon, who everybody wants to resign. I know it's not everybody. In fact, there were some people there who said they support him. But really, practically speaking, everybody wants him to resign. And he walked in and the council members walked out. And he, for a period of time, was sitting there by himself talking to his staff. And then eventually some people came back and he left or he left and some people came back and then he came in again and some people left again. And 
finally, after all of that, they had the vote and it was 13 to nothing. And Kevin DeLeon was able to vote and he voted yes. And he actually had said it was very important for him to be there for this meeting because it was very important to pass the homeless emergency declaration of Mayor Karen Bass because he said his district has a very high number of homeless people. And so that's, I guess, why he was there, you know, to do the good for the people of the city, notwithstanding all the chaos that it caused. I should say the chaos that it added to, because it was already chaotic anyway. Now, people got doubly mad when they found out he was voting. And you may ask, as I did, why didn't they know he was voting? There they all are sitting at that horseshoe thing and they vote. Well, he wasn't there. He wasn't in the chamber. When the voting was going on, he had retreated to a back room. But it turns out that that back room is considered uh, legally and technically part of the city council chambers. So he was technically in chambers to make the vote. And then here's another quirk that I didn't know. They have software, voting software, that the city council uses. And the way that they've said it, I think this says something about the way L.A. is run. I don't know exactly what it says yet. I have to think about it a little bit. But the software is set so that all 15 city council member votes are automatically yes. And if you don't do anything, you have voted yes. If you want to vote no, there's a button that you have to press. And that button is at the chair in the at the horseshoe in the chambers. So he could not have voted no from a back room, but he could vote yes because all he had to do was nothing. I think that's really weird to say everything that comes up for a vote, automatically everybody's vote is a yes. But that's apparently how it works. And that's how he was able to vote yes. And he does not seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. And in downtown L.A., the Cecil Hotel sits there about a third occupied by the people who uh, it was intended to house. Not originally. Originally, it was a hotel. And you may remember that Netflix series about the Cecil Hotel trying to say that it's haunted and things like that. And now it's haunted only by the ineffectiveness of all the attempts to fill it with homeless people. There's 600 rooms in this renovated hotel. And currently there's about 200 people living there. And it opened a year ago. And we know that there are thousands of people who don't have a place to sleep indoors at night. And we know that right around the area where this hotel is, the Cecil, it's not really a hotel anymore, but it's still called the Cecil Hotel, right around there, Skid Row, where there are more than enough people on any given night to fill the place up. So what happened? Well, we have to start with why it's there now anyway. The Cecil Hotel was not originally intended to be turned into homeless housing. Back in, in, oh man, 2004, 2005, 
there was a real estate developer out of New York. They're still the developer. And they acquired the Cecil Hotel. They got a 99-year ground lease. And they were going to turn it into another one of these fancy hotels with um, market rate apartments, which means apartments for people who have some money. And in order to hopefully get this pushed through... They worked with the Skid Row Housing Trust and they said, we'll make 15% of these apartments affordable housing for extremely low income bracket people. This is something now that you do in L.A. Uh, if you are trying to build a big fancy thing, a mixed use thing, you say, well, we'll build all these apartments and most of them will go to rich people or at least people who are doing OK, but we'll set aside some of them and those will be low income housing. And sometimes, and I know this because when my office with the feds was on uh, Ventura Boulevard in Studio City, we used to get notices all the time of projects that were going on in the area that people wanted to build. And you would see exactly what they wanted to build. And sometimes what they would do is say, we want to build 200 apartments and we will make 40 of them low income housing. And those 40 low-income housing apartments will be 400 square feet. Now, the other, the other 160 that are going to rent at market rate, those are going to be 800 square feet. In this case, the rooms are what they are. So they, that's what they were working to do. And you would have had, if it went through, you would have had a, a, another gentrification project in downtown. But there would have been a few apartments that people who are struggling financially would have been able to afford. And then came COVID-19, certainly not the fault of the developers there. COVID-19 came, the financing for the project blew up, the hotel industry went into the toilet, and they had to figure out something else. So the Skid Row Housing Trust said, why don't you just make the whole building affordable housing? Wouldn't that be great? And the developers, to their credit, said, you know what, let's let's take a look at this. You know what? We think we can do it. And we think we will do it. We will do it. Now, this is a fully privately financed project. And that is one of the things that the people behind it like to tell you. Hey, no tax dollars. It's all privately financed. And that is true as to the remodeling of the thing. But it's not going to be privately financed in terms of housing people. So in any event, they did it. They opened it up. When they opened it up, now it's a 100% affordable housing building. When they opened it up, they still actually had a lot of the renovation still to do. And in any event, they got some people to move in. But there's a lot of empty rooms. Why are there so many empty rooms? One of the reasons is the complicated bureaucracy of housing homeless people. There are currently at least three separate uh, vouchers or programs, voucher-type programs available in Los Angeles. You have Section 8, federally funded Section 8 housing vouchers. They've been around a long time. People, you hear about them all the time. That system works for the people who can get them and find a landlord willing to rent to them. But you have some other things that are post-COVID, basically. So, for example, there are what they call emergency housing vouchers. This is different than Section 8. 
And this was passed in uh, the summer of 2021, summer of last year. And the uh, Housing and Urban Development Department handed out, I think, 70,000 of them all across the country. About 3,300 came to L.A. A couple thousand more came to L.A. County. So you have people, thousands of people who have these emergency housing vouchers. They're looking for a place to live. They could get into the Cecil Hotel. But apparently it's taking forever. When they want to look into moving into the Cecil Hotel, it takes months for anything to happen. You have one other program that's in place, and these are called rapid rehousing subsidies. And this is to get the people in the worst shape, if you will, off the streets as fast as possible. You get them into something right now. And then they have up to two years to find a long-term solution for their housing or become self-sufficient if they can and not need any government assistance. It's more limited in terms of who can qualify. But when you qualify, it moves very quickly. So two of the three methods that people would get in there take forever. One of them works very quickly, but that's not enough to fill that place. And the last thing a lot of homeless people who came and looked at it, the Cecil Hotel, they didn't want to live there. The rooms are small. Most don't have any bathrooms. You're talking about a community bathroom. There are no kitchens. Kitchens are on the bottom floor of the hotel. The air conditioning apparently doesn't always work very well. And there are people who came and said, I don't, I'm, I, even though I'm homeless, even though I'm living in my car, I'm not moving into this. So that's why it's sitting there two-thirds empty after all of this effort. So happy to be able to talk to Clark Howard, purveyor of Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. And here he is now. Good morning, Clark. Good morning. Does Bill know what month it is to be on a river cruise in Europe? December? Come on. It's well, cold. Yes. Would you? But you are the man of deals. Would it yes. also be considered the off-season? It would be off, off, off-season. And, ah. you know, as cheap as I am, I'm not doing it. Bill can have that fun because, I mean, you can look out at places, but then you'll say, it's too cold to go out. I can't wait to make fun of him when he gets back. Oh, I, you know what? I can't wait for you to make fun of him when he gets back as well. In fact, I'm going to mark that on my calendar for the next time you're uh, on the show when he'll be back. That's fantastic. So yeah. it is holiday gift giving time. Yep. And what is the best approach if one does not want to go broke buying holiday gifts? You zig while the marketplace is zagging. I want to hit you with the categories that still remain in overstock and start by saying one that is not a deal that was a great deal in October and November, and that's TVs. TV prices have gone up, not down, from where they were in October and November. So if you were uh, procrastinating, thinking it was going to get you a better deal, forget about it. You're going to have to get lucky to find a deal in what's normally a big Christmas category, buying TVs. So let me tell you what are the ones that are really a bargain right now. I've got eight categories that are an overstock that are especially good deals as we're sitting here just days from the first night of Hanukkah 
and 11 days from Christmas. Clothing, shoes, people are, are just done with clothing right now, I guess, and shoes. Streaming devices. There's a market share war going on with streaming devices, and they're ultra, ultra, ultra cheap. You know, so you can hook them up to your TV and make it a smart one. Yes. Uh, small kitchen appliances are in massive overstock, as are major appliances. Uh, I don't think people give people washing machines and dryers and dishwashers and things like that for Christmas. But for yourself, if you want to give yourself a gift, they're in overstock. But the small kitchen appliances that people do give as gifts are in shocking levels of oversupply. So if you want to get somebody an air fryer, which was the hot, hot item two years ago, or you wanted to get somebody a new blender or a new toaster or something that's for the kitchen, kitchen stuff is a screaming deal this Christmas. Any Amazon uh, private label products, like anything that ties in with Alexa, you know, Amazon apparently has lost $5 billion on those things. And they're pushing them out the door. I assume in January, they're going to discontinue a lot of them, but they'll still work. And so the Amazon private label electronics items are an incredible deal right now. Computers of all types, Macs, Windows, Chromebooks. Uh, in fact, Macs are the cheapest I've ever seen them. And I'll have a Mac deal later. Oh, let me tease it. $799 for a brand new MacBook. That's cheap Whoa. for Apple stuff. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's really good, right? Yeah, that's extremely good. And one category in particular is just, I mean, it's bursting out the doors. Indoor and outdoor furniture. I first mentioned that back oh. in September. And it hasn't gotten better for the furniture sellers, both the manufacturers and the retailers. So when you look at sales and they say they're, you know, 50, 60, 70% off and you think, oh, yeah, right. That's just a fake retail. And then they have all the discounts. Yeah, that's how furniture's always work. But this year, there are true real deals on furniture. So... A couple of these categories, they make sense why right now there'd be too much product out there and therefore much lower prices. A couple of them I'm curious about, you know, the TV thing. I walk into Best Buy. I walked into Best Buy just the other day and there were tons of TVs, you know, in yep. the boxes out on the floor. I'm assuming that fact that the floor has tons of TVs in boxes doesn't really tell the story of supply and demand. Right. Every December. You'll walk into a Best Buy or uh, there aren't that many competitive electronic chains anymore. No other national. There are still regionals. And you go into any of them in December and they'll have the TVs out on the floor instead of in the warehouse because they want you to take it home. They want you to put it in your cart or on one of those rolling flats and take it. Uh, but the inventories are at a point where they're not as as great as they were. The retailers pushed them out with just screaming deals in September, October, November. You're going to see your next deals on TVs late January, always leading into the tail end of the NFL playoffs. And uh, in yes, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, they use 
this is a time to clear out TVs, and then the new models come in right after that. All right. Well, that makes sense then because of the cycle. Hey, by the way, I want to thank again uh, all the generous KFI listeners who've helped me again this year with Clark's Christmas Kids, which is our donations for children in foster care. And we've got over 10,000 kids to take care of this year, and we're almost there. Anybody wants to help us out again this year, clarkschristmaskids.com, because I don't want a child in foster care not only to not be with their family, but wake up Christmas morning without any gifts. So let's talk about gifts for you and me. All right. Ready? Well, let no, let's actually let's talk about deals that people can utilize to save some money that they could then use to help your good cause. How about that? All right. So let's let's talk Apple. Yes. You know, Apple historically has not discounted, but Micro Center in, at their store in Orange County, they have 24 of them left. They have uh, MacBook Airs with the M1 chip, which is the last chip because now they have the M2, $779. Retail on that one, if you went to an Apple store, $999. And Costco, if you don't want to go to Micro Center in Orange, Costco has that same computer for $799. So that is unusually low. The 779 from Micro Center, which is in Tustin, that's the cheapest I've seen on a MacBook Air in, I can't remember ever that cheap. And computers of all types, Windows computers, uh, Target has the Lenovo IdeaPad, which is a very popular computer, normally 659. They've got it for 369 right now. I mean, that's the kind of discounts wow. we're seeing on computers. Uh, Walmart, now you can see these on our computer wrap-up at Roundup at ClarkDeals.com. Um, Walmart has a Lenovo IdeaPad Chromebook for $399 that was $599. Staples has the best computer deal of the day. They've got an HP 15.6 laptop that was $549. It's $249 now. And you got to see, you can only buy it in store at Staples. Got to make sure before you drive through LA traffic that they have it in stock at the Staples you're going to go to to get that deal. And the in addition to the computers, I want to talk about something we haven't talked about in a long time. That's deals to Hawaii. There's a deal from Hawaiian today that the best availability is January, February. There's still seats available scattered March, April. Honolulu, 99 bucks from LA area airports. Uh, Maui, the big island, and also um, going to Kauai, 129 one way. Now, Hawaiian puts all kinds of restrictions on this fare, like you have to board last, um, you're allowed to take a carry on with you on a personal item. But pretty much other than that, you're lucky if you get a seat out on the wing. It's there. It's a bargain <laughs> hunter's deal. And Southwest is kind of matching it, but you can take two bags free on Southwest. The fares are $20 more one way on Southwest. But that's a great deal to Hawaii. And the advantage of going January or February, January outside of King Day weekend, February away from President's Day weekend is accommodations in Hawaii have been so expensive over the last year. And that's kind of a downtime for travel to Hawaii 
in January, February, because people are tapped out from Christmas. So you should find more affordable accommodations. Make sure you can find accommodations you're happy with and a car rental you're happy with. In that 24 hours, you have to cancel the airline ticket if the, uh, the cost of everything is just too much. And I was talking earlier, one of the eight categories that had fantastic deals are streaming devices. Yes. Listen to this one. The Roku Premier, which is a 4K streaming device you add to your TV, Walmart has it today for $16. 16. I mean, these add-on streaming devices used to be easily a hundred bucks. And yeah, some so of them still are. Yeah, but they're giving these away pretty much, selling them below cost, because the whole thing is whatever platform you go on, whether it's Apple or Roku or Amazon's platform or any of these, is they make commissions for whatever streaming services you sign up for through them. So they want you to be on their platform so they get the commission revenue from whatever programming you sign up for. Now, can I stop you for a second on that? Because I'm sure. I'm a little confused. I get a Roku. Yeah. But I already have, let's say, uh, HBO Max. So if I do it that way, I already have HBO Max. I see this deal. I'm tired of watching only on a tablet. I want to watch it on a TV. So I get this great deal. And then I download, I assume they have their ecosystem for all the apps. And I download HBO Max. And I just log in with my information existing does roku get anything from that normally not where they get it is so many people will see on the on the roku or they'll see on the amazon device or apple they'll see uh hey you can get this special on showtime or you can get this on uh paramount or whatever and then if you sign up through the app okay. then they're getting a commission if you come in with an already existing subscription, then they don't make any money, at least not yet. Give them time. They'll all figure out how to get their share just for the fact that you're using their streaming platform. All right, I get it. So the, the upside for them doing this are for people who don't already have a lot of streaming services, get the Roku and then start adding no i would i would sign up for my streaming services independently just like people who uh, use spotify on an iphone never sign up for spotify through apple do it independently with spotify because otherwise apple takes 30 percent of the take and ultimately that puts pressure on spotify to raise rates so you want to do your streaming just like you've done like you mentioned the hbo example where you sign up independently but you load it onto whatever platform you're using. So you would take advantage of the below cost $16 Roku stick. And yes. then you, you particularly would be denying them the back end that they're hoping for. Exactly. But enough okay. people do it the easy way and they get their cut there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like people go to the car rental counter and say no to all the ripoff pseudo insurance things. Yes. Your rate for that car rental is being subsidized by all the people who say, oh, okay, I guess I'll take all that ripoff pseudo insurance. Oh, man. So I know I'm really getting a, a insight into the Clark way, which is let the lazy people and the uninformed people subsidize the great deals that the Clark approach takes advantage of. 
wow, you make me sound so sinister and terrible. No, but yes. not at all. Maybe a tiny, <laughs> tiny true. little bit, Clark. It is completely true. I am sinister and terrible. You now found to the me benefit of To the benefit of our wallets. Clark, so wonderful to talk to you. We'll talk to you again very soon. All right. Have a great new year. You too. There he goes, Clark Howard. Clark.com. Clarkdeals.com. And uh, we will continue with uh, a look at the 10 years since the Sandy Hook shooting and what's been happening with gun laws in this country. It's KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.